0: G'day guys and welcome to the coach Mark Carroll podcast today we have a special guest Glenn Carroll who is my brother or coach Carroll on Instagram how are you doing today Glenn yeah good thank you just waking up nice and early for me you get up early than I do but yeah all good yeah so I wanted to get (laughs) Glenn on today just to have a chat because we wanted to talk about a topic that it's always around in fitness and that is around, do you need cardio for fat loss? And you know, over the years I've been in the fitness industry, I've thought very different things at times where you thought, oh, you have to do cardio or then other times you've been told cardio is a waste of time and whatnot. So I kind of wanted to give my bit of perspective and also want to also have Glenn come on because Glenn obviously um, is an online coach and he works with a lot of clients and um, it's good to also get his kind of perspective on it and kind of what he's doing with his clients as well. It's always good to see what people who are in the trenches um, are doing with their own clients and how they look at things and how they potentially differentiate cardio their different clients so glenn do you want to just give everyone i'm sure people know but a quick 20 second elevator pitch about who you are what you do
1: yeah glenn i'm uh, mark's older brother and i've been in the industry for around 15 years or so but coaching in some capacity for around 25 um i um coach a whole bunch of different clients ranging from general population pts physique competitors, but also some more athletic populations. And so my background actually is more in strength and conditioning. And so I probably view cardio a little bit different to most. And yeah, I'm going to have fun talking about this one. So um, yeah, let's dive in.
0: So actually that kind of feeds into kind of my first question. And obviously you kind of said you've had a bit of more of a history in strength and conditioning and stuff like that. So obviously conditioning generally means obviously fitness levels you know aerobic anaerobic fitness levels and you know when we think of cardio i just want to have people understand what we're kind of talking about for the point of this conversation so i want to distinguish between cardio for health and fitness for say Mm -hmm. general general health or cardio for you know fitness for a sport for an athlete versus fat loss purposes so do you kind of want to um break down i guess how you would kind of describe like the difference as when you would use the tools versus um you know that of a general population client overweight or someone bikini competitor or whatever trying to get lean versus hey i've got an athlete
1: yeah so they're both fundamentally doing the same thing but it's more sort of the desired outcome and ideologies behind the two when it comes to cardio versus conditioning so both are obviously going to use our energy systems, both are going to use the cardiovascular system, but ultimately cardio typically will center center around trying to increase energy output, typically to aid fat loss. So you're often focused on burning calories. Conditioning is quite different because you're trying to improve one's conditioning for a specific task or sport. So if you're a, soccer player or rugby player or anything you're trying to improve your conditioning to better handle the sporting demands to perform better and often that training will be more centered around training a certain energy system and in a certain way so three main energy systems would be more aerobic anaerobic and the other one's more atp focused so more sprints and whatnot so cardio will still do that but often they think less or hit conditioning is more thinking what is the energy system how do we want to train it is it more in a power or capacity manner and what is the dose so often it's manipulating different things like intervals and whatnot but you can do cardio and conditioning many different ways it doesn't have to be just on a, uh, like a stepper or a treadmill to so be quite creative and the rise of crossfit has shown that where you can still train a certain energy system to improve your conditioning It is it is also cardio but you can be very creative and do it a a variety of ways using sleds and carries and skipping. And if you're crazy enough, burpee box jumps. So there's a lot of cool things you can do, but it's more the ideology and the outcome. Is it focused on energy output? Is it more focused on trying to improve performance? Um, But they're both very much related as well.
0: Well, I think the majority of my audience aren't too bigger fans of burpee box jumps. So, that's yeah. not obviously um, where I'm talking kind of cardio for you guys or listening. Exactly. Um, so there's lots of obviously things, but then obviously there's different interpretations of cardio. So you get obviously kind of your, Oh, I do F45 where you're kind of working 45 seconds of a sub-maximal kind of load and, res- and, and. You know, then you have 15 seconds off and just kind of continuous versus, Hey, I went for a run or Hey, I'm doing, um, interval training of 30 seconds on a minute off, etc. So there's quite different forms, but primarily though, when it comes to cardio, what I am talking and what I use for my clients is cardio as a tool to help them get leaner. And the thing is with cardio. I used to think when I started out when I was like 14, 15, that you lost weight because you did cardio. You, If you ate clean and you did cardio, you'd lose weight. If you didn't do cardio and ate more food, you'd put on weight, et cetera. And there's some kind of truth in some of that, but it's the whys of it actually kind yeah. of differentiate. And from a standpoint of cardio and looking at it with clients and looking at it, how it helps fat loss. So do you want it? simply explain why cardio is a tool to helping people lose body fat, but it's not an essential to
1: losing body fat either. Yeah, of course. So the goal of when trying to drop body fat, you're trying to distort energy balance in your favor. So you can do this many ways. You can either decrease calories in or you can increase sorry, calories out. Or, of course, you can use a combination. But when we think about calories out, there's many different components of calories out. And so one of them is indeed cardio, but it's not the only modality we can use to increase calories out. That's where, obviously, resistance training also burns calories or can elevate calorie increases in terms of expenditure. Sort of steps. So when it comes to physique-based world, if you're trying to distort energy balance, You've got the input drops, which is your food, but then you've got your output drops increases there, and that would be an increase in potentially training. You can increase the energy cost of it, train more often, whether that's optimal is another story, but then of course, you've got your steps and your cardio. Different modalities will burn different amounts of calories. More isn't always better. Rather, you're trying to find the right combination and dose to maximize progress whilst allowing the client to adhere to it, whilst also optimally preserving muscle tissue as well, which is why people who are constantly sort of focused on, "Oh, I have to burn more calories in the gym when I lift weights, isn't always necessarily the um, wisest thing to do because more calories out from training, at least lifting, yes, it may help in some ways, but in other ways it may be suboptimal for your body composition goals. Yeah, so
0: let me kind of simplify what Glenn said a little bit more um, for a lot of people newer to kind of the space. And why do we lose body weight? We lose body weight, body fat, because we create a calorie deficit. So Glenn, I think, said a negative energy balance. And obviously an energy balance is basically just your calories in versus calories out. So that's the main thing. So we create a calorie deficit and then we lose body fat. And how do we create a calorie deficit? Primarily by eating less. And- there's aspects that can also manipulate it is, you know, if you move more, you'll expend more calories. That's why, you know, people talk about steps and people talk about training and people talk about cardio. And these are all portions of kind of the overall um, pie of trying to um, generate fat loss. But the primary one we're going to be using is obviously creating calorie deficit through our nutrition. That's the most simple, efficient way to go about that. Um, Then from a standpoint of training, yes, we have our resistance training. We have our cardiovascular work where we can use things like interval steady state and stuff like that. When trying to lose body fat though, for your clients, Glenn, if someone says, Hey, I want to lose weight, I want to lose body fat. Where do you go then with a new client who starts out with their overall training schedule what are you prioritizing are you going all right let's do lots of cardio because yes cardio is a tool to help you lose body fat why is it a tool to help you lose body fat because it helps you expend more calories but does that mean it's our primary focus to begin
1: it depends obviously it depends on your personal preference and what one's base normal activity is when someone begins and as well what sort of rates of loss are you trying to achieve because if you're really trying to lose a massive amount in a shorter amount of time you're going to want to manipulate calories in to a greater degree and also potentially calories out. But if you've got a classical longer diet, like personally, I'm letting nutrition be the driver, the, fu- the dominant modality, to push or solid dropped, get returns, possibly a tiny little step bump. And I'll usually keep a base amount of activity of what they've been doing to start off. But then over time, eventually you'll adapt. So we'll have to make continued changes or if the rates of loss aren't swift enough, then of course you further distort energy balance by either decreasing input or you're increasing output. And so for me, it's sort of like- And what do you mean by input and output? Input as in input of calories and output of energy expenditure. So over time, your body's going to adapt and figure out what you're doing. So if you decrease the input, of the food consumed, you can reestablish calorie deficit or if you increase the energy output, steps, cardio lifting, you can again re-establish or further create a bigger energy deficit to kickstart or accelerate progress. And so, for me, it's sort of that cardio is one I have in the back pocket. Some people I may start with it. Some people I may slightly integrate it over time. And some people never even have to play it, which is the core thing. But it very much depends on the individual. Some people I can just get away with doing nutrition and a little bit of step manipulation. Other people are far more Efficient, so to speak, with their energy expenditure. Or conversely, they don't want to lift as much. And so, if you don't want to lift as much, cardio is a great way to punch out some solid energy output in a more low-stress manner. It's quicker, it's shorter, shorter or sharper, and it burns calories. So it can be very effective. And for a lot of people, they can feel good doing cardio. But then it's also important to sort of uh, focus in on what does that client like. Do they want to lift more, or they want to do cardio like? what type of cardio do they like? Do they like more steady state? Do they like more intervals? And it depends. And so then you have to factor in what sort of nutrition intake are they consuming? Is it on moderate calories? Or are they on the low calories land of suck Whether they're on stuff or calories with minimal carbs? So giving these sort of individuals lots of hit isn't going to feel too good or be too very optimal because they don't have enough carbohydrates to power those higher intensity intervals, but most people when they do HIT training, it's not HIT. It's more mit moderate intensity because they just don't rest long enough, which means they can't work high and hard enough. So that's something that's often missed with circuit classes and cardio classes, is it's better than nothing, but it's not really true HIIT, which is important to flag.
0: So in some real world scenarios. Yep. From a standpoint of you know, people are different you know, certain people lose weight more easily. Other people seem to have a bit more of a struggle with it. And, you know, they often happen to get the calories lower and lower and lower. Um, mm-hmm. yesterday I did a podcast, um, about how you might have two people, the exact same body weight, exact same kind of starting point, body fat levels, and one might, you know, lose 10 kilos and the other one might lose 10 kilos but that person person a might need to drop their calories 600 calories more than person B to get that same result um so from a cardio standpoint do you find that's the case a lot and what are you how are you identifying that to go "Mm, this person needs more cardio or this person doesn't need more cardio
1: yeah well obviously the first thing is if they're trying to diet, like what is happening on a scale and body composition are they indeed losing weight because they're not losing you're sort of like clearly not in a deficit if it's been multiple weeks and so you have to change something to get the rates of return you need and want to achieve the result you want and comparing your protocols to another is a recipe for disaster because it doesn't matter what she or he does it matters what you need and so that's a big one is like, are you losing well enough? If not, we have to make change. But obviously it gets to a point if you're just dropping calories, 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 that's not very fun. And especially if you have room to move, literally, I like clients being more active because in theory and contextually, it should allow you to eat a bit more fuel, a bit more food, but ultimately everyone's different. And so a, a big one as well is obviously how often are you lifting, but also how well do you lift? Because if you're a more general population client and to be honest, not that strong and don't move that well, the energy cost from your training session will be far, far lower than someone who is twice as strong as you because they, to be blunt, work harder and burn more calories for a contextual set and training session. And so that's where cardio can be very beneficial because it's simple and you can push harder, but it's less complex. And so the client is, lifting, but they're weaker. Often it's sort of like, ah, oh, I've recovered so quickly and go, go, go. But it's like the effort and the tax from that set is very different. So for a lot of general population clients, I think it'd be very, very beneficial, let alone from just a stress management standpoint, because improving our base level of aerobic fitness is going to be very helpful for our health as well. So there's a lot of benefits to it, but it depends on the person, it depends on the diet context as well. So there's a lot of factors at play.
0: Yeah, so my kind of personal opinion is when I look at cardio and starting people out in a fat loss phase, a lot of it is if I've trained someone before and I have experience with them and obviously I know before we've got I've got them lean before. And so I work for all my, my online clients. And if I know I've got someone lean before with minimal cardio, then I'll probably obviously not start with cardio because I've got that yeah. um previous experience. But there's times when I do start with cardio and a lot of it, I always try to start with cardio when I've got someone who only has a short window to get lean. That's why I like my challenges and stuff like that. I always like starting with cardio because if someone wants to do epic things in eight weeks with me, then I want to be basically ticking all the boxes right away to get them that momentum and get Mm -hmm. the progression we're after in a short period of time. Whereas if you have say a 16 week period to get someone six, seven kilos down, you can try to do things as Slowly and surely and easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's and, a big um, difference.
1: Because I'll but, do like 16 to 24-week diets for most people. So I've got time to sort of see how people respond and sort of counterpunch, so to speak, where I respond when they adapt and blah, blah, blah.
0: Something though I also like to do, and I think um you can explain well um while we're on that topic of choosing cardio is working with someone like a general population client and mm-hmm they're starting out and they just have a terribly low work capacity. You know, they do a set of split squats of body yeah. weight and then they're on the floor after seven reps, just the heart pounding out of the chest. Um, even though they might not even want fat loss at the start, they just go, you know, they're just, they're maybe kind of skinny fat and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. But you can often use that as a tool there. Do you kind of want to explain then there?
1: Yeah. So if your work capacity is so subpar that you just can't, apply sufficient effort in the gym, regardless of whether you're shooting for fat loss, like there's a very strong justification for including some sort of cardio in normal scenarios, just because it's going to improve your base level of aerobic conditioning. So you can recover to a superior degree within the training session and fatigue doesn't play a negative factor, which impacts muscle burning potential or potentially leads to movement or tactical errors. So I think there's a lot of benefits for a lot of people doing cardio, even if the goal isn't fat loss, but the key is the dose and the frequency. And of course, when you do it and the amount of cardio required to build a base level of aerobic conditioning is far different to what is required to maintain it because to maintain it, it's just less is more like for myself right now. i same for Mark. I could make a a very strong justification that improving our base conditioning would be incredibly helpful for our health. And if we wanted to try to gain muscle, yeah, we could tolerate high efforts because if you go and do some disgustingly hard superset or a few hard sets of this or that, you truly need a good amount of time to recover. Or if you just go after 60 seconds, you're not fully recovered. So you won't recruit as many individual muscle fibers which isn't very optimal for trying to gain muscle because you want to recruit all the fibers possible within that muscle group. So there's so much benefit of cardio, but there's a dose and people often talk about like an interference effect where cardio kills your gains It's like, well, potentially, but it's at a different dose than what most people think. And so often there's a, like anything, there's an art to prescribing cardio. And for some people, The most sustainable or for many people, the most sustainable form of exercise is the one they enjoy. And if someone feels good and enjoys cardio and it can help their body composition goals, that's great. And so if it's a general population client, they don't need to be doing five days of lifting of all these complex, crazy stuff, getting super sore when you're just starting out. Often for most people, three days full body is amazing. Sprinkle a little bit of cardio. Sweet, simple. It's effective. They get less sore. They feel good. They can progress. So that's where I could think it could be very beneficial too.
0: When it comes to aspects that I think people often get confused with or mixed up, and I see it a lot and my personal opinion is this, but I've seen other people say otherwise, but I don't agree at all. And that's around the concept of cardio and steps and people often say, Mm -hmm daily steps are cardio and you go for a walk for 30 minutes, that's cardio. And I say that's absolutely not correct. Um, And it's not saying that, Hey, going for a walk is not being active. I walk my dog 14, I do 14,000 steps a day on average. And I can tell you by doing 14,000 steps a day, I barely break a sweat and I walk pretty quickly. And the reason why I don't identify it as cardio is because it's not challenging me from an aerobic base or my heart rate's not elevating past a, a level where it's going to be any form of real conditioning unless you're super super terribly unfit overweight um and that it's challenging but it's kind of like you know if someone who can squat 100 kilos gets given two kilo pink dumbbells and does some body weights um some squats holding the dumbbells is that training for your squats well you're doing a squat but is it actually the stimulus you need to grow and so when i look at steps steps are a good way to get calorie expenditure um just well i'll take that back steps are a good way to keep your daily calorie expenditure quite consistent but they're not probably the most efficient way at all to get high level calorie expenditure it's quite a low cal- from a per unit of time it's quite yeah, it's um, time costly yeah time costly and yeah so my kind of question is from a standpoint you know a lot of people talk about lists and the other thing with lists is where would you identify that as kind of being heart rate specific specific because yeah. Yeah. i don't really think i i when i program the way i program it is i either program intervals or so hit or I program yeah. steady state, but I don't really program, I don't say list because to me, list is basically such a low intensity heart rate where yes, guess you kind of said moderate intensity. Yeah. So where are you kind of talking where you get that threshold of, hey, we're actually starting to challenge our body from a more of a heroic standpoint versus, hey, you're just doing a walk around the block. That's great. It's good to move, but it's probably not challenging you from a true cardiovascular yeah.
1: perspective exactly so once you have built your base level of aerobic conditioning you do have to start doing a few different things to further improve conditioning and your ability to work at higher intensities. so you have to work at a higher intensity closer what's called your lactate threshold where you work to or above or near it and then of course you can go for longer durations as well so think ironman super wine men competitions that have to go so long so far the big thing when it comes to lists or steady state is yes you can look at heart rates and percentages and so max heart rate is what we want to focus on or percentage of that so 220 minus your age equals your max heart rate 60 to 70 percent of your max heart rate is often going to be falling to that list zone so low intensity steady state but as mark correctly said is that well For somebody just starting out, yes, that will probably build a base level of aerobic fitness, but as you become more conditioned, that's going to be pretty easy. And so I find often people who enjoy cardio will actually start going a little bit harder organically because they feel good. Some endorphins are flowing. So let's push a bit more. So like my wife, Amanda, loves cardio. She loves steady state. She doesn't necessarily love lots of Intervals and hit stuff. I personally do. I get bored super easily. So I think the worst thing for me in the world would be 45 minutes on a hamster wheel going around in circles. Uh, She loves it. Um, But the big thing is very different neurobiological sort of functionings to my brain and mindset and attitudes to things are very different. And so I like playing games with the intervals. But yeah, I agree that a lot of people I find will. When they feel good, we'll start going a little bit higher. So maybe they're 75% of their max heart rate, but you can play with it. So you can still do sort of moderate intervals as well, or I use some continuous intervals. So instead of on-off intervals, which are more hit, if I want to increase the energy cost of that cardio session, instead of just going longer, let's just say you've got a 30-minute cardio session. Instead of just doing 30 minutes of steady state, maybe I like sprinkle in five minutes or 10 minutes worth of 50 slow, 10 hard times five rounds within that little 30 minute block. So you can increase the energy cost like that versus just adding more total duration. So you get a lot of tools. So that's the fun thing about cardio. You can be quite creative, but again, if you're just thinking pure fat loss, you can just go longer. And of course you can push harder. I
0: would say though, you know, you're talking about the heart rate, 60, 65% kind of being low intensity. I would say though, that my point was more towards that steps. Wouldn't even get to that go?
1: yeah, so I think that's a good one. So steps, the intensity and the duration will dictate the energy system's trains. And so if we think the intensity of a speed, we think, well, race or walking is an Olympic sport and they do go insanely fast. So obviously they're going so quick and they're going so long. And so their heart rate definitely would be very, very elevated. But then again, as Mark flagged a couple of minutes ago, like your base level of conditioning, your context and your body weight. So if, If you go from being 120 kilograms to 80 kilograms, you're carrying 40 kilograms less. And so that would be a very different energy cost and tax to the individual. Likewise, if you're more conditioned versus not conditioned, you'll be able to tolerate walking to a far easier degree. So when Mark goes for a walk, yes, his heart rate would be elevated versus sitting at a desk. But is it enough to then improve his conditioning and add enough energy output that it's going to make a massive difference? Possibly, but he'll need to do a lot of it is the main thing. And so for a lot of people going that little bit harder is probably important, but that's why for me, I view steps as a separate modality to cardio. And I tell people not to count steps and cardio as one another. Um, It's just a different ideology, necessarily right or wrong, Um, but I like to view steps as its own individual thing um versus say oh just go for a jog to get your steps because again it's a different heart rate intensity which is really important to flag likewise if you go for a jog that's also a different thing versus going from for like a little spin cycle or jumping on a cross trainer because again for a lot of our clientele probably doing two or three days a week of lower body we want to be mindful of the cardio modality use of so a type is it jogging or is it pushing a sled like what is it because if you're doing a crap load of lower body stuff well there's recoverability take a hit in the lower body especially because running there's more landing and absorption so is that problematic or does the client love running so it's the best thing for them it depends
0: exactly so i guess to wrap up guys i said you know cardio is a tool do you need it for fat loss no because you lose body fat from creating calorie deficit do you need to do cardio to create a calorie deficit no primarily it comes from just eating less and less so let's say if you've plateaued let's say you do a 20 25 percent calorie deficit and you plateau after a month or two then you can go oh i can decrease calories to then try to continue to create calorie deficit or i can increase something like or introduce cardio or increase steps to drive up Um, your expenditure to then further drive you in a deficit or you can simultaneously decrease calories Mm -hmm. and increase um, things like cardio to drive up your calories. And in the end, it's just a tool to create a larger calorie deficit. And if you have a lot of time, starting with less is often a good strategy where you just start with say fat loss from nutrition, let's create a calorie deficit. Let's milk that for as long as we can. And then when things start to plateau, introduce it as a tool. Whereas if you've got a short-term window to try and get lean, potentially trying to tick all the boxes can be a better strategy to try and get you rapid, not rapid, but, you know, accelerated Accelerated, fat fat loss in a short period of time. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Glenn, where can everyone find you? And what are you currently doing at the moment?
1: Yeah, so I coach uh, for team Atlas. And so I'm head coach there. So you can find me on Insta at coach Carol, uh, coach underscore, was it the underline, underline, double underscore, underscore. I keep saying underscore, underscore. It's double underscore. (laughs) And I'm also on um, uh, YouTube now, which is cool. So we'll chuck this onto YouTube and I'll be playing more on there moving forward. um, You can find me there on coach underscore Carol. There we go.
0: All right, Glenn, thank you very much for coming thank you. on board. And guys, I hope you have a great week and enjoyed this episode and can take a little bit away from it. Thanks, guys. Cheers.